Happy Families podcast. It's the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. There's this really fine line going on between encouraging our children to face their fears and do hard things. Yes, but doing it in a safe way. And learning to trust their gut. And now here's the stars of our show... My mum and dad. Parental guidance is the gift that keeps on giving. Channel 9, 7.30 last night. Oh, so much to talk about. G'day, this is Dr. Justin Coulson. I'm the founder of happyfamilies.com.au and the parenting expert and co-host on the show, Parental Guidance. Here with Kylie, my wife and mum to our six kids. Um, Kylie, kids earning dollars. That was a fun challenge. I loved watching the way those parents did that. You guys, by yourselves, have got to make $20 in two hours. I'm confident they'll nail this challenge. Um, I mean, Dad's a salesman. We're making a watermelon juice. All right, let's go. Start on this side. Juice Brothers. Juice Brothers. How much do you think a watermelon juice should be? I'll go $3. $3? Are you confident enough to convince them that you can get $3 for it? Yeah, and if we don't, I'll just have to go down to $2. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. It was fun, and actually... Last night, mm. I was scrolling through Facebook and I found this really cute little post. Yeah. We have just had our patio done and my six-year-old has loved going out and helping the builder. So it made his day to receive this. And then she's put a picture up. Pay packet for Harry. For passing bricks, passing little pavers, pointing brickwork, mixing cement, loading stone, taking pictures of blackbirds and spiders, saying why more times than I've ever heard anyone say why, and just for being a smashing little guy, 10 pounds. Oh, that's brilliant. So obviously from the UK, 10 pounds. How cute is that? I like the way that uh, some people are just so intentional, so, so concerned with helping kids to feel great about life. How nice. And I think we saw that last night. It was just amazing watching these kids go through their neighbourhoods yeah. and, and reach out to their elderly neighbours. I loved seeing that. Yeah, so was- Deb and her homeschool family, six kids, they went and knocked on the door and did some chores for the neighbours, 20 bucks. We have a little challenge to earn some pocket money and we we're wondering if there's anything we could help you with. Well, come on, girls, and see what we can do. Barb and Therese open their home to all seven of us traipsing in and very quickly they had a list. And then you had Penny and Daniel's kids who went to numerous neighbours yeah. and sold their watermelon juice. <laughs> who would have thought? No, so creative. But and they came up with their pricing. Yeah. They priced well. And they even, they, they outdid the challenge. They got 25 instead of 20. So impressive. I really like that. Uh, you know what I found a little bit confronting and challenging? Uh, I, so I loved how Robin Sue and Sam and Rach, initially I didn't like, oh, let's just get the kids to do stuff around the house, but they actually made the kids go above and beyond and, and, and the kids really embraced it. Like they really enjoyed the challenge and, and they were pretty happy about the 20 bucks. Well, and I think the comment that came out from that in relation to paying your kids to do jobs around the house that just need to be done was a fair comment, but the reality is they were stretching them, that yep. they're not the jobs they'd normally, you know, he's not going to hand over the whippersnipper every... <laughs> I don't think he's ever going to hand over the whippersnipper no. again. <laughs> but it was great to see them being stretched. We do that in our house. Uh, we've got the jobs that the kids are supposed to do because they're part of the family. But every now and again, if they want to do some bonus stuff, some, some things that aren't what you would do if you were part of the household, we give the kids a couple of bucks every now and again to go and do some extra things. And, and I don't have a big problem with that. Kevin and Debbie, though, their response to their kids not being able to earn any money busking that was really challenging to watch. Very provocative. The kids didn't play very well on the street. Both of them are really distracted. They're not playing very well. The time was ticking. I start getting worried. So I came up with that idea of calling grandma. Thank you so much. Thanks, 
Thanks, Mom. Okay, you have enough. We can pack up now. Thanks to Grandma. And Mimi, you were so distracted. You didn't play very well. And it was hard to earn $20. No, not easy. I need to find a better job when I grow up. <laughs> really felt for the kids. I mean, they're out there. Like, like Lara said, the attachment parents, this is a really vulnerable thing for our kids to do. Mm. They've got this... They've got this newfound talent. It's growing. It's developing. And they still haven't yet mastered it. And they're literally sharing it with whoever is there. They really push those kids hard, though. Their expectations are extremely high, which is what Tiger Parenting is all about. I thought it was uh, quite telling, though, when Debbie said, we're actually pretty average compared to what some of the Tiger parents we know are like. And this is something that I, I really worry about for these these kids that are in these pressure cooker environments. It's just not healthy. Anyway, we could talk about all that sort of stuff, but I think that the real conversation today has got to be about the question of how far you push your kids. Oh, we saw some amazing footage last week with the kids and their rock climbing wall challenge. So one of the most moving moments of the entire series has been Andrew and Miriam's little boy, Timothy, falling off that wall and getting up and trying again. And then falling off again and try, like just the way this kid pushed himself to face those fears and do something courageous was extraordinary. It actually reminded me of a childhood memory I have. Yeah. I never owned my own roller skates, but I went and visited my cousins one day and she had some. And I had to. I just had to know how to do it. She had a massive driveway. Oh, no. A massive driveway. Oh, <laughs> really? From the top to the bottom. And I tried literally all day to stand up the entire way down. And without fail, I fell down literally every time. I don't know. I don't know how my bum survived. Right. <laughs> but I just kept trying. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought it was going to end much worse than that. You know, here's the, here's the thing, though. Last week, we also watched Lara and Andrew with their kids uh, on the rock climbing wall, and they reduced the target. And then they took their kids off the wall and they didn't push them at all. And I think that there's this really, really big contrast that we've got to acknowledge. I mean, I'm not, this is not about shaming any parents, but just the different way that parents approach how they push their kids to achieve or to do hard things or to face their fears or to act with courage. Well, and I think the reality is it's about where the goalposts are. Is it about actually accomplishing the task? So the task was for, for last week's rock climbers to get all the way to the top and hit the golden egg that was pa- pasted on the wall. Or is it facing your fears and trying? Yep. And it's also worth highlighting in Lara and Andrew's defence, while they did not push their child at all, a week later they went back and he did better and they went back again and, and he eventually with practice, got to the top. So it's not like they weren't saying, you don't ever have to do this. They were saying, let's just do it gently, bit by bit, as you feel comfortable taking those risks. Worth highlighting, and there's a really important lesson in that that we didn't get to see in the show, but they intimated in their subsequent interviews. Last night, though, we saw Kevin and Debbie with a little boy, Tiger Parents, with a little boy, Leo, absolutely terrified of jumping off that five-metre platform at Jamboree. I found that he was a little bit scared because um, he's not a good swimmer. <laughs> I know you can't swim very well, but you won't drown. I will drown. Leo, are you ready? Do I jump? Four, three, 
But here's the thing. As, I mean, that was really hard to watch. Really hard to watch. I knew I'd seen that rock wall somewhere. It was a jamboree. Did you not know that's where it was? <laughs> I was trying to work it out. On the New South Wales south coast, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but have a listen to what happened when he accomplished it. Well done, you Nice. And he did it. Yeah, it was good. I was happy. <laughs> well done, Leo. Well done, Leo. You did it. Are you happy that you did it? Yeah. So this makes it even more confusing. Well, it does because you can see just the elation on his face at the other end when he did something he did not think for a second he could actually do. Yeah. And, and, and let's add, this kid can't swim. He's really terrified. He's jumping off a five-minute platform into water. He cannot swim. It's deep water. It's no wonder he was scared. And I, I look at this situation and I think when parents are saying, oh, the kids have got to harden up or they've just got to do it, and I'm like, mm, I want to encourage parents to help their kids to push themselves to do hard things, but sometimes it's really tough. Right after the break, we're going to talk about some different approaches from, from some other parents and really dissect what we're supposed to do as parents to work out when to push and when to hold back. It's the Happy Families Podcast. Imagine a home where discipline got results without anyone having to feel bad or in trouble. The Do's and Don'ts of Discipline is a webinar to help parents set limits with love, compassion and humanity. Find it now at happyfamilies.com.au slash shop. It's the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. And today we're tackling the idea of how much is too much pressure when we want our kids to face their fears. Just before the break, you acknowledged Kevin and Debbie's son, Leo, and how scared he was to jump off the rock. And I was thinking about it a bit more just in the break there and and wondering if Leo's parents weren't there, would you want Leo to jump off the wall and face his fears? Wow. No. And so there's this really fine line going on between encouraging our children to face their fears and do hard things. Yes. But doing but, it in a safe way. Well, and learning to trust their gut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many times do we ask our kids to do things and everything in them is screaming no? So let's come back to that in a minute. We've just got to talk about a couple of other scenarios with these other kids because – Sometimes you've got to push through hard things. Like Rach and Sam, right? They're there with the little, I think, uh, Elsie's five, if I can recall. And and Elsie doesn't want to jump off. And I love what Sam says to her when she's on this five-minute diving platform. How much fun is it going to be when you do it? No, not no. fun at all. What does it take? One second to be brave. One second to be brave. One, two, three, go. Good girl! <laughs> And next thing you know, she's jumping into the water. Her mum's in the water waiting for her, so it's safe. And you compare that with... So, so Deb's little girl and Rob and Sue's uh, son, there was, there's some real fear there, and they worked with their kids, and they got them to jump. And the kids were all thrilled. And then you compare that with our free-range parents, Penny and Daniel. <laughs> they missed the whole thing. Oh, but, but did, did they jump? Oh, no, I missed it. <laughs> Woo! Awesome. I'll do it. Of course, Julian had to up the ante. Hey, do that. He's going to do it. Julian went up to the next level. Oh, my God. He's gone. Oh, I missed it. Oh, my God. Did you do it? I missed that. So how far do we push? And, and, and here's the thing that I'm challenged by. Sometimes you do want to push. Sometimes the kids need to push. And other times it's a terrible idea. And, and, and the messages that we send can be so mixed. So generally what we've seen in the show, when kids accomplish something new, they're always really glad that they've tried. They get this huge, incredible 
confidence boosts. It makes them feel more resilient, more capable. It's like they've um, like I look at Penny and Daniel. The first time we were introduced to them, they've got Sebastian, their son, twelve years old, up a telegraph pole, right? <laughs> <laughs> but what's happened is as he's grown, as he's gotten older, he's been allowed to face age-appropriate risks in a way that suits him, in an environment that's safe, and his parents have always been there for him, and he's happy to take on those risks. I think that that's amazing. And they've acknowledged it hasn't just happened overnight. No, it's taken a lifetime. But also, and this is the critical thing, I think this is what it all comes down to when it comes to how far you push your kids. Is it something that they actually want to do? Do they value it? Does it matter to them? Like sometimes it matters to us and we push our children very, very hard and we say, come on, just do it. One more try. Uh, Everyone else is doing it. You're going to miss out. And we we do that because it matters so much to us. We think that it's important for them to do it, but they don't think it themselves. I guess sometimes we might be right, but often we're not. And and I want to take this in a really, uh, going back to what you were saying before, you know, that listening to the inner voice. And I said, we've got to come back to that. This is the bit that I think, we've really got to confront. And that is that if we push and push and push and push and push and don't take no for an answer, and there's something inside our kids that's saying, no, 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 I don't want to do this. We're teaching them not to listen to that and that somebody else knows better what's important for them. And and when it's not you doing the pushing? Yeah. What about when it's their friends? Or what about it when it's your daughter's boyfriend or your son's girlfriend or the boys down at the beach and they've pulled the alcohol out or some other drugs. What happens then when they're all going, come on, just do it, come on. If you really loved me, you would. And, and the pressure is on, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And they've got that thing in their heart that's saying this is a bad idea, but they've always been told that they need to do it because parents have pushed them all the time. Now, I know that that might sound extreme and maybe it's not related at all, but I can't help but see the parallels. There's, just, there's power in listening to your inner voice. And I think that we need to do everything we can to encourage our children to hear it and follow. So how far do you push your kids? I actually am going to say something that's a little provocative. I don't really think that we should push our kids at all. You said that in the show and it was a really poignant moment for me. Just that acknowledgement. It's not about pushing. It's about supporting and encouraging. And that's the difference. And it's It's a subtle difference. But the question really should be, is this something that you want to do? And if so, what can I do to support you to get there? Because I know it's going to be hard. Now, that's in the parent-child context. But if you go back to those other scenarios that I shared where, you know, maybe teenagers are dealing with some really confronting challenges, what happens if a boyfriend says to his girlfriend, is this something you want to do? And if yes, what can I do to support you to do it in a way that feels good for you? As opposed to, come on, come on, everyone else is doing it. If you really love me, you would. Or the kids down at the beach or down at the park drinking at the party or whatever it is. If you've got a child who's saying, I don't want to do this or I don't feel good about this, or my inner voice is saying no, and one of their friends says, is it something that you want to do? And if they say no, everyone leaves them alone. Or if they say, yeah, it is. But then the friend says, well, how do we help you to do it in a way that you feel good about? That's... I mean, I'm not encouraging our kids to be involved in any of those kinds of activities, but what I'm suggesting is if we've modelled it well as parents, our kids are going to be more responsive to that inner voice when they get older because they'll know their mind, they'll know what they want to do, they'll know what's important to them, and I think they'll make better decisions. Hard conversation to have. But an important one. So how far do you push your kids? You don't push them. I don't think you push them. You say to them, this matters to me and here's why. Does it matter to you? Like, let's be honest, sometimes we do have our own agenda. <laughs> but, but you know what? Uh, let me reveal something really challenging and, and, and we'll probably wrap up on this. We've got a daughter who gets really anxious about stuff 
and she's finished three of her piano exams. She's due to do her grade four, and she could do it very comfortably. She's now playing grade five piano pieces, but she hates exams. She's terrified of them. And recently, we've made a decision. The exams matter more to me than they do to her, and so I've stopped asking her to do the exams because they don't matter to her. And whether she's done the exams or not, doesn't matter. She can still play grade five pieces without having done the grade four exam. Like you're allowed to move up. You can go and buy the book and you can play the next level of piece even if you haven't done the exam. Maybe when she's older, she'll decide she wants to do the exams and at that point she'll blitz it because she's doing it because she wants to. But I'm not pushing her and I feel like life works better that way. And she's found a a new... No, she's got a renewed vigour. Yes. She just loves playing the piano now. Because she doesn't have the pressure of the exams. Anyway, we hope that this has been a useful, if not somehow unexpectedly important and deep conversation about pushing kids and how far we should push them. Uh, If you have any questions, you can send your questions to us, podcasts at happyfamilies.com.au. That's podcasts with an S at happyfamilies.com.au. As always, the Happy Families podcast is produced by Justin Rulon. From Bridge Media, Craig Bruce is our executive producer. And if you'd like more info about making your family happier, visit happyfamilies.com.au. Listener.